Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying only on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you, you the people have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Prey on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. Genetic power is the most awesome force the planet's ever seen, but you wield it like a kid that's found his dad's gun. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc is now in the possession of the Army. Too many others know what's happening out there, and no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. About time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects vast and cool and unsympathetic regarded our planet with envious eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes.
Broadcasting from the Sonoran Desert, I'm your host Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings Radio. If you'd like to contact the show, you can email us, as always, rdgable at yahoo.com. You can find us on social media, facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings, and on Twitter at tst underscore underscore radio. You can also find the show by searching the name on the many radio and podcast players. And if you'd like to get access to the show without the advertisements, plus access to our montage archive and digital copies of my books, and you'll be supporting the show and keeping us on air Monday through Friday, 10 p.m. to midnight Pacific, just visit our website at www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe to become a member today. It's very simple, and I even keep it pretty antiquated because I like things very simple. And I also know, doing a tiny bit of uh, email market research with uh, you as an audience, I know a lot of our listeners, and maybe you're not included, but a lot of our listeners don't like social media, don't have social media, and uh, some people actually just still prefer to write letters and send them to me at a P.O. box. So if you'd like to do something like that, there's a P.O. box number on the website. Again, www.thesecretteachings.info. So this weekend, I had, uh, I had planned to uh, relax, and uh, I haven't relaxed for a long time, and I forgot how, at least for me, how quick a, uh, a weekend goes when you relax, just like it does when you, when you have a lot of work to do. Maybe that's because I'm 31 now. I'm not a 21-year-old radio host. Maybe I'm 31. Maybe I can say I'm getting old. I don't know. But the weekend went really, really fast. So I, I was trying to put the brakes on the weekend, and I thought, well, let me go and let me go see a movie. So I went to see uh, Top Gun, and I'm not a huge Tom Cruise fan, but the movie itself was uh, very dialogue heavy, and it was very action packed. And I can't find a moment in the movie, and I had heard this before I went to see it, but I couldn't find a moment in the movie that was about political correctness. I couldn't find a moment in the movie where for some reason that makes no sense and that has nothing to do with the storyline or nothing to do with the, the action, uh, there's just two random gay characters or you know, there's some trans person. I, I just, that seems to be the driving uh, symbol of every movie now, the driving engine of every movie, every TV show. I, I actually, after I came home from Top Gun, I thought, let me, let me watch another movie. I just was packing my, my Sunday night last night with movies, and I was looking through a list of different things. I've, I've got a bunch of DVDs, and I, I thought, you know, I've seen a preview for that TV show Invasion, which is an Apple TV show. And so I, I put that on, and I watched probably three, four, I think four episodes. It was, I thought it was pretty good, actually. It was a pretty, it's a pretty good TV show. It's kind of creepy and eerie. And uh, it's a good alien show. But uh, then, you know, they've got to have uh, the two Japanese characters have to be gay, which I, I just don't understand why that is, that is a, a, a thing that has to be in every movie, every TV show. And it's not a, an anti-gay or a homophobic uh, thing. It's just a, hey, I'm, I'm watching a show about aliens. I, I don't need to see or nor, nor do I care about the sexuality of the characters. All right. Give me a reason to care about the characters that has nothing to do with their sexual preferences. That has, you know, nothing to do with, uh, you know, w- with something that's like 
so intimate that's unrelated to if it's related to the story that's one thing but if it's unrelated to the story it it just feels weird it doesn't doesn't fit in doesn't fit in and top gun didn't have any of that and i think maybe that's why top gun did so well in fact uh when i was i went to the theater it's you know yesterday on sunday and uh, i'm i'm there with uh with, I mean, there was like three or four other people in line. I'm thinking there's not going to be anybody here. It's a Sunday night and, you know, people got to work Monday. And I mean, the, the, the movie's been out. It's already made like a billion dollars. It's been out for, for weeks now. And that entire theater was jam-packed like it was opening night. There were young people in there, old people in there. There's a couple of uh, parents who even brought their kids to it. I mean, it's not, even, it's not really even a violent movie. So they brought their kids to it, and this this little girl ran out. She's like, "That was awesome," and, and then the dad's like, "Well, now you got to watch the the first one, and and, and so you can understand the storyline." This girl was like five, six, maybe six years old or something. She she liked Top Gun, and now I mean, I, I've heard from other people that you know it's a it, that's what the movie was, and so I was I was happy just to go sit down and watch a movie without being bombarded with politics. And without being bombarded with these ideas about how bad American culture is, which seems to be everywhere. And the thing is, I don't really think a lot of people actually feel that way. In fact, I'm finding it, I'm finding it common that when I, when I pay attention to pop culture, because although I might listen to, to, to some popular culture music and I, watch some TV shows and movies to especially to get ideas for the show. I'm not really heavily invested in pop culture, but the more that I pay attention to it, the more that I realize and I was talking to a friend of mine about this over the weekend, you talk about history repeating itself. I mean, that's a gross understatement. Because what 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 you see when you watch TV and when you when you watch movies and you watch, you know, the news and and you just see these same symbols and imagery everywhere. I mean, it's it, it, it's so pervasive uh, that I, I've said this many times. If you go back to the 1920s in Germany and you find that there were, there were communist subversives that physically after world war one tried to basically take control of Germany and uh, these German soldiers post world war one called the Freikorp, Freikorps, 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 they uh, they basically were able to stop this physical Bolshevik-style revolution. So because the Soviet-like, communist-like elements who had just taken over Russia a few years before, this was like 1920, 1921 Germany, they knew they couldn't defeat the Germans directly. So they opted for mind control techniques. And they infiltrated... German schools. They actually set up what were called red schools in Berlin. They established cultural trends through influence in media and in entertainment. And the German culture became, and this is, you might think I'm, an ex, I'm exaggerating this, or you know, you've never heard this story before. I've never heard it. I didn't hear anybody else talk about it, so it can't be true. Well, go back and look at Weimar, Germany, and there's even a book written about this as well. And in fact, I think I haven't read the entirety of the book, but the book I'm pretty sure is like a 
almost like praising it or or at least acknowledging that this is where this stuff came from as a as a matter of um, you know pride in history. And I say pride, it's a deliberate choice of words because that's that's what it was. It was basically Pride Day every single day in Germany. These communist elements literally attempted to subvert German culture, German authority, German law, the German military by infusing homosexuality and pornography into every aspect of German life. And the publications that were produced undermined and demeaned German women and German men and German children and the German family. And they were intended to teach the young that they could be boys or girls. I'm not making this up. I'm not exaggerating this. This is literally what happened in the 1920s in Germany. They trained the little boys and girls in their communist red schools that if you're a boy, you can be a girl. If you're a girl, you can be a boy. And that relationships were dangerous and they were oppressive and they hurt men and women. Unless you want to be with someone of the same sex, then that's okay. So hardcore homo, uh, 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 homosexual uh, pornography was widely distributed. And there's a group, uh, a group of people working at a, an institute called the Institute for Sexual Science run by a guy named Magus, Magnus Hirschfeld. And they, they were actually performing sexual surgery, uh, surgeries, like basically they, the, 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 the first case is a guy having his penis removed and replaced with, I guess, I mean, at the time, medicine was much more, uh, much more archaic or much less advanced, so I'm not sure how they did it. But they removed his penis because he, he wanted to be a woman, and that's... 1924, 25, I think, was the year. That was one of the first, if not the first, sexual uh, reversal or sexual transition surgeries. And the reason that they chose these methods and tactics was because they knew they couldn't defeat the Germans physically. Because the Germans were a lot, at, at the time, a lot stronger and a lot more proud uh, than uh, most of Russia, which was just peasants. Germany was, uh, was a very powerful country, even p- uh, pre-World War II and uh, post-World uh, War I. So they, they couldn't defeat them on the battlefield, so they had to resort to mind control techniques. Now, this is eerie because it's almost as if what's happening in America mimics that exact history. You know, you really can't defeat America on the battlefield per se. You certainly can't defeat the United States of America by waging ground warfare in America because whether you have to deal with the military or not, any branch of the military is irrelevant. Most citizens have guns or they have access to guns. So you have to fight on a different battlefield. You have to fight in the mind. And the way that you do this, as we've seen throughout history, the Romans used to do it. When they would conquer a region, they would kill most of the men because the men could defend their wives and their sisters and their daughters and their sons, the children. And then they would take some of the women to be wives or sex slaves or just servants. And they would, in the process, be separating men and women. And then, of course, they would take the children and they would raise them to the Roman 
ideology, the Roman doctrines. Now, this is what any conquering force does. It's part of a process of uh, basically cultural cleansing and genocide. But it's been perfected. It's been weaponized. It's been perfected. It's been refined to a textbook way in which to undermine and subvert a culture without a gun even being fired. And speaking of a gun being fired, when I got home last night, I was trying to get on, uh, you know, this TV show I was going to watch. And I came across an article uh, about this, uh, this shooting in Indiana. I'm sure some of you have seen, seen this shooting. Now, the first story I saw was uh, a gunman opened fire with a rifle in a, in a mall, in a food court. And after he opened fire, another citizen who had a gun shot and uh, killed the shooter. And when I first saw that headline, I was thinking, wow, they're actually reporting that a citizen who, who owns a gun legally shot the guy who was doing something illegal. And so I saved, this is so crazy, I saved the article on my, my, my desktop, my little, uh, my little uh, browser window I had up. And I went to watch my, my alien show. And then I, after that, I came back. And right before I went to bed, I thought, oh, I got to get that article to, to, to print that out. So I go back and I, I, try to find the, I try to find the tab. I had a couple tabs open. I find the tab and I pull it up. And um, I'm not sure my computer had to reload the page or something. So it reloads the page. And I realize the headline's different. And then so I, I was like, well, that's, that's weird. I mean, sometimes they update headlines, but... The headline completely changed. It wasn't armed civilian kills mass shooter, something to that effect. It was Indiana shooting and Indiana shootings come two weeks after permitless gun carry law introduced. So this is Newsweek, and this was published uh, last night, but early this morning. And they've they've updated this since then. Two mass shootings have shaken Indiana, they say, just two weeks after new laws in the state lifted the permit requirement to carry a handgun. Now, this is so ironic. Three people were shot. There's that number three again. Three people were shot dead and two others were injured after a man opened fire inside of a mall in Greenwood at around 6 p.m. Sunday. The gunman entered the Greenwood Mall uh, Park Mall and he had a rifle with him, a couple of magazines of ammunition, and he opened fire in the food court. Now, if you read the, the article, there's just this brief mention. Just They kind of just skim over it. You know, they tell you two of the people uh, who were injured included a 12-year-old girl. The victims include four females and one male. And they just kind of gloss over this. Greenwood Police Department Chief Jim Ison said that the shooter was shot dead by a, quote, good Samaritan. The bystander was, quote, able to stop the shooter almost as soon as he began. And if you scroll through it, trying to find what exactly this good Samaritan did or trying to find out maybe who it was or, I don't know, something else, but you don't find anything else. All you find is this. The shootings came after a new law went into effect on July 1st, allowing people aged 18 or older to carry a handgun in public without a permit. 
except for reasons such as having a felony conviction. Other exceptions include if they are facing a restraining order from a court, if they have a domestic violence conviction, or have a dangerous mental illness. And then they say the two shootings on Sunday are just the latest examples of gun violence. Schools, grocery stores, and a 4th of July parade have all been the scene of mass killings in recent months. Well, I find it interesting. Mass killing, that means, well, four people or more died. Uh, A mass shooting is four people being shot. So in this case, we've only got three people that were actually killed. So it's not even technically a mass killing. It might be a mass shooting by definition. But even then, I mean, that implies something worse than it really is. But they don't they don't want to talk about the goods. They mention the Good Samaritan. But this is where the mind control aspect comes in. They change the headline of these articles and they're telling you that the guy that goes into the mall with a rifle, so he goes into the mall with a rifle and he opens fire and an individual with a gun, almost as the police department chief said, he was able to stop the shooter almost as soon as he began. So the guy comes in with a rifle, pop, pop, bang, bang, and a good Samaritan stands up with a handgun and blows the guy away. And as a, as a result of that, the media says this shooting with the rifle is a result of a permitless gun carry law that was just introduced into the state. And this gun carry law allows people to do things like carry handguns to, to carry firearms without a permit. Let me read that to you again. The shooting came after a new law went into effect on July 1st. Line people aged 18 or older to carry a handgun in public. So the shooter opens fire with a rifle. A man with a handgun. Maybe he had a permit before, but now you don't have to have one. And he opens fire and kills the person with the rifle. And then it's the fault of the law that allows the person to carry the handgun for self-defense who shot the guy with the rifle and Newsweek is defending the guy with the rifle who did the shooting. And, and, and they're not the only ones. Minneapolis mom confronts BLM protesters after an apartment shooting. She says this is not a George Floyd situation. A Minneapolis mom was captured on video. There's video and audio of this confronting Black Lives Matter activists who congregated in her neighborhood to protest the fatal police shooting of a gunman who she claimed tried to kill her and her family. Arabella Foss Yarbo, or Yarbog called police last Wednesday after neighbor Andrew Teckel Sunberg allegedly fired his gun into her home as she cooked dinner for her kids, leaving bullet holes in her front door walls and above her bathroom sink, according to the photographs here. Two Minneapolis police snipers shot him dead Thursday morning after a long standoff. A pistol with an extended magazine and several bullet casings were found in his apartment. Problem is, once again, and you can see in this video, protesters or activists showed up. And here we go again. Most of them are white. Most of these BLM protesters are white. And I'm not exactly sure of the ethnicity of this woman, but she has much darker skin. And they show up 
to protest the killing of the man who shot into the lady's house. So here's a guy who opens fire for whatever reason. Then he has a standoff with police. He opens fire. He shoots into this woman's house. He has a standoff with police. Snipers finally kill him. And then a mob of white people descend on this woman's neighborhood to leave flowers and demand justice for the person who was killed, I'm assuming he's black, by police because he was firing his gun into his neighbor's house, at least according to the article. Can, can you piece that together for me? A lady is being screamed at, a lady with dark skin, by white-skinned people who are upset that a black man who tried to kill her and her family was killed by police. They're not concerned with the woman or her children. They're not concerned with her safety or how traumatic that event was. They're concerned with the psychopath who opened fire and tried to kill her and her family. According to Trey Hearn Cruz, the head of BLM Minnesota, we're here to respect life, demand justice, and we're demanding the release of the body cam footage. So the mom gets hysterical and starts screaming at these white people. These are clear exercises in and clear battles on the battlefield that is the mind. Clear examples of mind control. A gunman with a rifle opens fire in the mall. A citizen with a handgun, either because of his permit or now he doesn't legally need a permit, he opens fire and kills the man with the rifle. And Newsweek and others blame the shooting on the man with the handgun. They blame it on a law that allows him to carry the handgun to defend himself and others who don't have them when psychopaths with rifles open fire in the mall. And then a group of white people defend a black man who was shot by police because he was trying to kill his neighbors and her kids. This is sophisticated mind control. And it doesn't come about in the way that you think. Mind control, oh, there's going to be wires and LSD and all sorts of other drugs and electroshock therapy. Oh, it's MK Ultra, right? No, this is sophisticated mind control. And I'm going to tell you more about it when we come back from break. Scientists have developed an algorithm to predict crime. We'll see how that goes. I'm Brian Gable. This is The Secret Teaching. Stay with us. The Secret Teachings radio show is on Facebook and Twitter. Just search facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings to like us and TST underscore underscore radio to tweet with us. This is David Icke from davidike.com, author of The Phantom Self and The Perception Deception. And you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. From ground zero to The Secret Teachings. Keep your dial tuned to Ground Zero Radio. You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence. I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. Join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. 
We'll explore a little bit of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm a last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's The Secret Teachings, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in Paranormal Talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now. The Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS App Store. If you enjoy the secret teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, visit the website and grab a physical and digital copy of Ryan's books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. And remember, shipping is always included. Some restrictions exist for international. Visit thesecretteachings.info. People ask me all the time what they can do to take control of their lives when facing a daily onslaught of dis- and misinformation. I say take control of your body and mind with water filtration. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate sponsor link with Pro One Water Filters at the top of the page to search for a water filter for the home, camping trip, and even the shower. They filter countless contaminants and make a wonderful gift for friends, family, and yourself. That's Pro One Water Filters at thesecretteachings.info. This is one of the best discussions I've been on in a long time. You guys are right on it. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. If anyone can hear this broadcast, I'm still on Earth. This is the frequency of Ground Zero Radio, Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis, and The Secret Teachings with myself, Brian Gable. Pledge your allegiance to the devil. The devil. The devil. You will do anything the devil says. The reason brainwashing works within a cult is because there is that pure pressure. Things that seem normal in the real world seem that way because everyone accepts them, while abnormal things seem normal in a cult environment because everyone within the group accepts them. Why? No, I believe the propaganda is basically a war of voices that controls our mind, dictates our choices. The weapons of this war are the power of words. They're made up of stories made with them. under the guise of normal. Programming complete. There's a three-part technique which started with an effort to wipe out past patterns of behavior. And this was accomplished through the use of particularly intensive, repeated, high-level electroshocks until no more convulsions could be elicited from them. Any stimulus an organism can perceive is capable of eliciting any reaction the organism is capable of making. Cameron then plays tape-recorded messages through helmets that are locked to his patient's You did such a good job. I'm so proud of you. This psychic driving forces them to listen to an orange man bad. Orange man bad. Orange man bad. statements. Additive statements. To program in new behavior. The President of the United States of America, Donald Trump. Then The Secretary will disavow any knowledge of your actions. The state will self-destruct in five seconds. 
The state will self-destruct in five seconds. Programming complete. I'm Ryan Gable, and this is the Secret Teachings Radio. A shooting at a mall by a psychopath with a rifle is literally being blamed by Newsweek and others on a gun law that allows citizens to legally carry a gun without a permit a law that may or may not have been responsible for the shooter being shot by a good Samaritan who carried a handgun legally. The media, Newsweek and others, are actually, be it directly or by your perception indirectly, mourning the death of the shooter with the rifle and saying that the fault actually lies on the good Samaritan. This isn't the only example we have of this. In fact, there's a case just last week which erupted over this weekend in Minneapolis. A mom was captured on video on Saturday confronting Black Lives Matter activists. Now, this was not a white Karen. This was a lady who, from the look of her, She seems to be African-American. What was happening was Arabella Foss Yarbug called police on Wednesday because her neighbor, Andrew Teckel Sunberg, started shooting into her home. So the police arrive, and after a long standoff, 12 hours or so, this was Wednesday night last week, Thursday morning, snipers Get the crosshairs on the guy and kill him. Now, I'm assuming that the man was also of darker skin because a group of Black Lives Matter protesters showed up to protest the injustice of this man being killed. Do you see the comparison here? The shooting at the mall was carried out by a man with a rifle and then a man with a handgun legally shot and killed the man And according to police, he stopped the shooter almost as soon as he began shooting. So you have to ask the question, why would Newsweek, for example, be basically denigrating the man who stopped the shooting? And why would a group of BLM protesters, I'm looking at the video right now, Most of them are white. A majority of them are white, old white people. And they're yelling at the black lady, telling her that they want justice for the man who tried to kill her and her family. Can you comprehend or process what's happening here? You understand what's happening here? Here's a video from that interaction. I'm sure it was a terrible. You're alive! Shut up! Let it go! Grief and silence! This is not okay! This is not a George Floyd situation! George Floyd was 
was unarmed. You're alive. Sorry. This is not okay. So here's a black woman having to scream at a group of Klan members, a group of white liberal people who are telling her, we want justice for the man who was killed, who tried to kill you and your family. And the lady is screaming at them, this is not okay, let it go, the man was armed, this is not a George Floyd situation. And the white people scream back at her, well, at least you're alive, you're alive, we want justice. Here's the whole interaction, it's a minute 30, I'm going to play most of it for you. Listen to this and tell me if this isn't contemporary and sophisticated mind control. This is the mom. It was a terror. I'm sure it was a terror. It's not okay. You're alive. Shut up. Grief and silence. This is not okay. This is not a George Floyd situation. George Floyd was unarmed. He was unarmed. You're alive. Sorry. This is not okay. This white person just screaming out, well, you're alive. Shut up. So literally, you have old white people screaming at a black lady to shut up and get back in place because they want justice for the man who tried to kill her and her family. This is literally, 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 exactly 100% carbon copy of what the Ku Klux Klan used to do in the South. This is exactly what nullifiers and the Confederacy and the Ku Klux Klan and large, large, large segments of the Democratic Party used to do. They would get in a mob and they would they would demand justice if a white person or any person who was part of their group identity was in any way perceived or otherwise harmed by someone who either was darker skin or someone who was white, who maybe was trying to assist someone with darker skin to obtain, let's say, voting uh, access or someone who was attempting to to. Um, in some cases, sue for their freedom. The white person would be assaulted just like the black person would be. And that's exactly what's happening here. You see white people literally, I can't, I can't say this enough, white people are screaming at a black lady to get in line and to shut up and to go home. We're here for justice for the people that, or the guy that tried to kill you and your family. Okay, so go Shut up. Shut up, black lady. They're all they're all there's there's they're all white. Two two black people in the crowd of all white people. Okay, what's your name? 
He tried to kill me in front of my kids, and she's being screamed at by white people to shut up. We want justice for the guy who tried to kill your black kids. I, I, I don't know what to say or what to do anymore. This is mind control. Sophisticated mind control. White people screaming at a black lady telling her to get back in line. She needs to stand down while they protest and demand justice for the person who tried to kill her and her kids. And they scream at her several times to shut up. Shut up. You want to see real racism? I guarantee you at least 8 out of 10 of those people voted for Joe Biden. This is the modern day Confederacy and Ku Klux Klan. They just don't use the same rhetoric. It's different rhetoric now. It's the same exact ideology. That's not even what tonight's show is about. The show tonight is about how you can get a group of white people to scream at a black woman that they're there for justice and they start defending the individual who tried to kill her and her black children. It's about how this shooting in Indiana carried out by a gunman with a rifle was blamed on a gun law that allowed a good Samaritan to kill the man with the rifle. How do you jump from Good Samaritan kills man with rifle to the fault of the shooting is the guy with the handgun. This is what happens when the social contract is not only made void, but the seams that hold it all together, where it's sewn together, start to come apart. That's the chaos created to undermine the stability in a society so that you blame criminal acts on the people that stop them. So you scream as a white person at a black person and her children that they need to shut up. They should have died because the cops should have never have killed the guy who was trying to kill her and her children. And they're, there was one black lady that came over and was screaming in her face as well. Almost all of them are white. Every, almost every, I, you can look in the video and count. Almost every single person in that BLM crowd is white. Screaming at the black lady. Telling her to stand down and shut up and get back in place. Get back in line. Listen, you don't need to watch something like uh, American History X or Roots or something like that. Right there is exactly what happened in American history. Right there is exactly 100% what happened in the South and large parts of the North because of people like that, brainwashed, mind-controlled ser uh, servants and slaves. So... How exactly have we gotten to this point? It's not just shootings, of course, because if you remember, we did a show last week. Friday, we were off because I had a chance to finish my book, Liberty Shrugged, 
it's pretty much entirely finished. I'm doing, you know, everything. I made the cover. I did all the all the details, editing and formatting and pictures and credits. And so it's a lot of work. So I spent most of my Friday finishing that. That's why we didn't have a new show. But Thursday, we did a show called Mind Variant. And in that show, I proposed this idea to you as an audience. According to the San Francisco Chronicle and the Washington Post, the BA2.75 variant of COVID-19 that's nicknamed Centaurus was not actually named Centaurus by the World Health Organization. It was named Centaurus by Twitter users which means that the new variant is essentially an internet meme. It's a sigil. And it's an indication that the public has taken responsibility for prolonging the pandemic that a lot of people thought was over. In other words, the public is now naming the variants through social media, creating these sigils, these memes, manufacturing their own mental enslavement to a virus, not of the body, but of the mind. The mind variant. I'm sure some of you remember back in uh, back in July of last year. It's actually been a year and uh, almost two weeks. The story about Britney Spears and the music industry. Now, we haven't done a music industry show for some time here on The Secret Teachings, and we do need to do one pretty soon. But... We did a number of shows on Britney Spears because what Britney Spears testified in court to what she was experiencing, what she said, was precisely what we've been telling you and what we've learned from others over the years, both guests, people like Mark Devlin and others, about the music industry. Britney Spears was sexualized and groomed from a very, very young age. And in 2008, she had this mental breakdown. She was placed under a conservatorship of her father. She tried to get out of that conservatorship. And when she was trying to get out of the conservatorship last year, it all came out that her father and the group of people who were her handlers were directing her medication, pumping her full of lithium, dictating to her what she could eat, dictating to her who she could see, and even controlling her reproduction through a forced IUD. After her court appeal, when her freedom was initially rejected, her fans started calling for her release. And this was a big story for a while, and now it's faded into obscurity. But it's no different a story than the white mob at the black lady's house It's no different than the shooting in Indiana. It's the use of fear and emotion and uncertainty. It's the use of terror and harassment of the mind and of the body to break down your centers of reasoning and to get access to the most intimate components of your brain, spirit, and soul where you are traumatized, abused, drugged, enslaved, and robbed of your essence. You don't have an option to petition a court to intervene. Your conservatorship is with the state. 
your conservatorship is not something that you can get out of unless you make the choice to end it. This is precisely how the Central Intelligence Agency experimented with various versions of mind control. I know everybody wants to say, oh, it's MKUltra, MKUltra, MKUltra. MKUltra was a series of experiments, various different names. Not everything is MKUltra. In fact, I went to a, an event I told you up in Phoenix with a, with a listener named uh, Joe here, a friend of mine named Joe here in Tucson. We went up to Phoenix to this event, and the guy that's running the event, he, like everything had to be MKUltra. He's like, well, that's MKUltra. That's MKUltra. You were just MKUltra'd. Uh, and I was just sitting there thinking, I don't think this guy knows what MKUltra is. MKUltra is the use of behavior modification through electroshock therapy, hypnosis, polygraphs, radiation, and a variety of drugs, toxins, and chemicals. That's MKUltra. MKUltra is a specific form of mind control. It's MK, mind control, A, the German mind control experiment. Not everything is mind control, but a lot of things are behavioral modifications. For example, I told you on the Mind Variant show last week that if you look at the NIH and Yale University and clinicaltrials.gov, they had a list of ways to convince people to get a vaccine before vaccines were even available. It was all based on if you get the vaccine, you'll be free again. You'll have the ability to go shopping. You can see your friends. What happens if you don't get it, though? You could make other people sick. You could be, you, you could be attacked. People will be angry at you. And don't, doesn't that make you feel bad and all emotional? I showed you the American Medical Association. They published a winter report in 2021, just six, seven months ago, the very end of the year, where they said in a long, long list of techniques how to control the narrative and how to control questions when you're being interviewed as a professional, as a doctor, etc. Not like standard stuff like how to craft the argument in your favor when you're, when you're asked questions like, is it safe and effective? And out of the UK, we saw the SPIB program where the psychologists and the scientists and they came out and said that this, this was basically fear-based, trauma-based mind control. All the death toll and the case counts, that it was all just to create a state of panic in the public is, is what they said. It's not just with, with the pandemic. It's look at the shooting in Indiana. Guy with a rifle, bang, bang, bang. Good Samaritan stands up, boom, blows the guy away. And then it's the fault of the law that allows the Good Samaritan to carry the gun. And they even say that in the article. They even say that in the article. The, the, the law, the permitless gun carry for handguns went into effect recently, and Newsweek blames the shooting not on the guy with the rifle, but the guy with the handgun. If you don't believe me, look it up. Indiana shootings come two weeks after permitless gun carry law introduced, written by Kaleda Rahman. That was updated earlier today, really early this morning. So, when we see a story 
like the Centaurus variant, which was made by humans online, the concept of it, the shooting in Indiana or how a bunch of white people scream at a black lady because the police killed the man who was trying to kill her and her kids. And if you're just joining us, I played the clip of the woman telling the BLM protesters to get out of there to leave. The man was armed. He tried to kill her kids. There should be no justice for this psychopath. The justice was the whatever round they put into this guy's chest and skull. That was the justice. And however many times they shot him, they couldn't have shot him enough. It's like the sheriff down there in Polk County, Florida says, why'd you shoot him 65 times? We ran out of bullets. We shot him 75 times. We'd have had 10 more rounds. We look at all this stuff. We have to understand that when you see these shooters, people talk about mental illness, mental illness, mental illness, mental illness. Well, this is precisely what the CIA actually did in their MKUltra experiments. They targeted mentally impaired boys at state-run schools. They targeted American soldiers. They targeted, quote, sexual psychopaths at state hospitals. They experimented with electroshock, torture, and various other methods to get people to submit repetitive programming, repetitive, repetitive programming over and over and over again. Same words, same statements, same songs. Building trigger mechanisms into the brain to create Manchurian candidates for the assassination of enemy leaders. That's all in the historical record. So when I say MKUltra, I'm talking about this specific series of experiments, not all mind control. But if we're talking about behavior modification, that's precisely what that NIH study and what the American Medical Association and what the SPIB in the UK did. Behavior modification so that people start, they name the variant, they'll name the next variant, Centaurus, all the public names it now, not the who. You get to name it. You've been playing the game long enough. You leveled up. Now you get to name the next variant. Name that variant. Psychopath with a rifle. Bang, bang, bang. Good Samaritan gets up. Bang, bang. Blows the guy away. Oh, my God. It's a terrible mass shooting. Why do we allow people to have handguns legally? That's why the people had the rifles. That's why the psychopath came in and started killing people with a rifle because of the gun permitless gun law that went into place that allows people to carry handguns. That makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Scientists have figured out an algorithm that can predict crimes a week ahead of their occurring. This is from Interesting Engineering. Social scientists at the University of Chicago have developed an algorithm that can forecast crime in urban areas up to a week in advance. According to Bloomberg and Interesting Engineering, over the past few years, there's been a steep rise in the use of algorithms around us. They go on to say that And we'll get into this in great detail in the next hour. Algorithms be used to predict crime. This is not new. This is an old story. I mean, the story in interesting engineering is brand new. But the idea of pre-crime, and not just minority report, the idea of pre-crime goes back many years. Police in Washington, D.C. have been using pre-crime software, infant pre-crime software, pre-crime software nonetheless. 
So if you could predict events that are going to happen that relate to crime, you could also predict just general social behaviors. In fact, Purdue University had a program to do this, part of their sentient world simulation. Amazon has a similar algorithm to know when to ship you a package before you order it. This is 21st century mind control. This is literally getting ahead of what you're thinking and then crafting and forming reality around what you want the public to do. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. There's more after this. Don't go anywhere. If anyone can hear this broadcast, I'm still on Earth. This is the frequency of Ground Zero Radio. Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis and The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable. You are listening to The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings, or visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.info. This is Linda Godfrey, author of Monsters Among Us, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Broadcasting from somewhere between heaven, hell, and purgatory, it's The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio. Release the Kraken! You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence, David has no evidence. I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. Join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little bit of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm a last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's The Secret Teachings, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. Do you like The Secret Teachings and Ryan's passionately balanced approach to subjects from food and health to the entertainment industry and the occult? Then check out Ryan's books, available in PDF and softcover with free shipping in the United States. For a deeper look into artificial intelligence, UFO cults, black goo, and packs made with the devil in the music and entertainment industry, have a look at the technological elixir. Or look for Ryan's masterpiece, Occult Arcana, an encyclopedia of occult knowledge spanning from mythology and science to symbols and sigils, from ritual magic to voodoo, and from comparative religion and psychic abilities to paranormal activity. Just visit thesecretteachings.info. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Excellent shows. Keep listening with your host, Ryan Gable. Think about your hero when you're at ground zero and crawl out to the fallout back to me. 
Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is the frequency of the secret teachings on Ground Zero Radio. Welcome back to the Secret Teachings Radio Broadcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you so much for joining us this morning, this afternoon, tonight, whenever and wherever you are listening around the world. The Secret Teachings Archive on the many radio and podcast players in the Secret Teachings subscription archive without those monetized advertisements. And of course, you get access to the montages and access to digital versions of my books www.thesecretteachings.info when you subscribe you support the show and keep us on air Monday through Friday five nights a week 10 p.m. to midnight Pacific after Clyde Lewis and Ground Zero and I mean that sincerely if you don't subscribe or you don't buy a copy of one of my books we are not on air anymore you are the only thing that keeps us on air so thank you so much for supporting us for listening to the show for subscribing for buying a book or for supporting our affiliates. We don't really make a lot of money out of our affiliate programs, but we do have Pro One Water Filters, which is the most popular. And Pro One, you get a great product in return. I make like $70 a month off of that, which is still kind of a lot, considering we only make like 12 to 15 or something percent off of uh, each one of the sales. So I appreciate, and I hope that you appreciate as well, the, the, the water filters. I've been using Pro One when they were Pro Pure water filters uh, for many, many years now, like seven years, I think I've been using those. So that's our affiliate. Again, we don't really make a lot of money, but you get another, you know, kind of product from it. And we get a, a little piece of that if you go to the website and click on the link to Pro One Water Filters. So a shooting in Indiana and more shootings in a neighborhood where a psychopath carried a, uh, a gun and tried to kill his neighbor and her children. This was in Minneapolis. And it's interesting because Newsweek is blaming the shooting at the Indiana Mall on an individual who, well, that's kind of the funny thing. You would think it would be the individual who came into the mall with a rifle and started shooting, but no. Newsweek is blaming the man who stood up with a handgun legally and killed the man with the rifle. Newsweek is saying the shooting with the rifle took place because Indiana now has a gun carry law that allows permitless carry for handguns. And because the law allows permitless carry for handguns, that's the reason a man took a rifle into a food court at a mall. And BLM protesters gathered around a young black mother of a couple children and screamed at her to shut up and to stand back because these protesters demand justice for the man who tried to kill her and her children. And I'm not exaggerating. That's literally what happened. This man tried to kill this woman and her children. Police were called. Police came. Police ended up shooting and killing the man. And protesters arrived to tell the lady who was almost killed with her children uh, 
and in front of her children. They're screaming at her to shut up, shut up, shut up. You are alive. Shut up. We want justice for the psychopath. Oh, and by the way, uh, at least, I mean, I'm, I'm being conservative, but at least three quarters of these protesters, it's actually, it's got to be way more. I, I see in this whole crowd, there's three African-American black folks. Everybody else is white. Here's a little bit of, a, of an example of that interaction with this, with this mother. The mothers heard screaming, telling them to leave, to, to go away, and they refused to because they're the modern-day Ku Klux Klan. this old white liberal man oh, i'm sure it was terrible but we're here to get justice for the man who tried to kill you this is not a george floyd situation george floyd was un- unarmed he was unarmed you're alive sorry it is not okay classic 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 brainwashed brain dead person who screams you're alive it's exactly what someone screamed at me when I was in El Paso, Texas, a year and change ago, and I was being checked out, and then suddenly, in the middle of being checked out, the manager said, we're not going to finish checking you out unless you put a mask on. And as I get into a confrontation with her, I said, you know, I go through the whole, the whole thing. You guys know my, uh, you know my stance and what the law is and what they can and can't do in public accommodations, et cetera. And so you just get this, this guy who's like five lanes down, who takes his mask off to scream, just do it, just put it on, like that. Same exact thing, just a coward who stands in the background and screams at me, just do it, just put it on. They just want you to do it. Same exact kind of a thing. A coward who's screaming at a black lady, at least you're alive. We want justice for the psychopath that tried to kill you and your kids. You and your kids should be dead. You and your kids should have been shot, but you weren't. So we're upset, and we want justice for the man who was killed who tried to kill your family. Now, I don't know about you, but this is very high-level, sophisticated mind control. Scientists have now figured out, officially, how to predict crime weeks ahead of time through algorithm. Now, I've reported this on the show before. This is not the first time we've read a story like this. We do not know the extent to which pre-crime technology is being utilized. But we do know that this is not a new story in the sense that pre-crime has been around for some time. And I don't mean Minority Report. So Bloomberg reported, Interesting Engineering reported, Social scientists at the University of Chicago have developed an algorithm that can forecast crime in urban areas up to a week in advance. Here's how the algorithm works. The algorithm divides a city into 1,000 square feet tiles and uses the historical data on violent and property crimes to predict future events. The algorithm and the science, the details of the, the research, were published in the journal Nature, Human Behavior. So, pretty prestigious. This isn't a before-it's-news article. Policing efforts to thwart crime typically rely on criminal infraction reports, which implicitly manifest a complex relationship between crime, policing, and society. 
As a result, crime prediction and predictive policing have stirred controversy with the latest artificial intelligence-based algorithms producing limited insight into the social system of crime. Here, according to the social scientists, we show that while predictive models may enhance state power through criminal surveillance, they also enable surveillance of the state by tracing systemic biases in crime enforcement. Oh, so it's a social justice algorithm. Ah, I see. I understand now. We introduce a, an algorithm that is going to, uh, they're going to forecast crime, they say, by looking at event reports and looking at crimes that occur within certain areas of cities like Chicago. And their algorithm is going to determine when the next crime is going to take place and where the next crime is going to take place. In Chicago, it probably just says everywhere. That's what comes up on the screen. Everywhere. Maybe it's not really that smart, though, because I can predict when crimes are going to happen in Chicago. I predict there will be at least at least 25 people shot this weekend. This coming weekend. Check that prediction Monday next week. At least 25 people are going to be shot in Chicago. Unarmed civilians in the crossfire of gang activity sponsored by the psychopathic alien mayor of Chicago. But that's not really a difficult prediction to get right because that's, that's a low number for shootings in Chicago. A very low number. So I don't know if the algorithm's really that, that sophisticated or really uh, the AI's that intelligent. But this, this really has nothing to do with predicting crime so much as it has to do with predicting behavior. We know that the University of Purdue ran a program a couple of years ago, and if you try to find the PDF uh, of the actual report, of the analysis, of the, the study of the program, magically it's disappeared off Purdue's website. I'm trying to get a copy of it. I got to contact uh, Purdue University and try to get a copy of this thing. But it was a program based out of Purdue University's Synthetic Environment for Analysis and Simulation Laboratory called the SWS, the Sentient World Simulation. And they released a nine-page document. Again, can't get my hands on that. If anybody has a copy of that, please share it with me at rdgable at yahoo.com. I'm going to contact the university and try to get a copy of it. I'm sure I'll be put on a list just for asking. Maybe, maybe they'll, they'll answer the phone and be like, yes, we knew you were, <laughs> we knew you were calling. We have the report right here. We, we've edited it, but we have a report right here. We knew you were going to call. So basically what this program did was it amassed a database of so much information that it allowed for the prediction of what a person was going to do next in their life to predict their thoughts and future actions with, well, relative certainty. Is that disturbing to you? This isn't pre-crime. This is pre-thought and pre-action. This is knowing what you're going to think before you think it. This is knowing what you're going to do before you do it. Does that disturb you? It should. There's a lot of different forms of mind control. Some involve archaic methods like electroshock therapy, hypnosis, radiation, chemicals, toxins, drugs, 
repetitive, repetitive messages over and over again. Victims are from a wide pool. Children in schools, soldiers in the military, psychopaths, sexual predators. That's just the CIA's MK Ultra experiments. But they mainly focus on ways in which to control behavior. So if you use MKUltra as a term that relates to behavior modification, a lot of things then could be called MKUltra, but to call everything MKUltra is to be ignorant of what MKUltra actually was. It's basically behavioral modification. And so MKUltra may have ended, but behavior modification techniques are very, very alive and well. For example, the Washington Post published an article it was about six years, five, six years ago. You can't access it unless you subscribe now, but I luckily have a copy of it. And this article talked about behavior modification. This was years ago for vaccines. Behavior modification for vaccines that you just kind of have to brainwash people into believing that vaccines are good, they say. And you, you got to do this through, well, behavior modification. The journal Psychological Science and the Public Interest suggested on the subject of vaccines that if people cannot be educated to receive them, then behavioral nudges should be implemented. This includes what they called indirect behavior modification without any explanation of what type of education, of course, they were initially offering. Well, what is this education? Propaganda? If you don't believe the propaganda, how about behavioral modification, what they call behavioral nudging? Now, here's the problem that we run into. When I tell you that the journal Psychological Science and the Public Interest years ago suggested using indirect behavior modification, behavioral alterations to control your perception of vaccines, there are people that hear that and immediately think, oh, you're anti-science. For all you know, I could be pro-vaccine. The point is not pro or anti. I'm actually neither pro nor anti-vaccine. I'm not pro nor anti-abortion. I'm not pro or anti-anything, really. I'm looking at things from a circumstantial basis. And then if you give me a specific example in case, then I'll tell you what my stance is. I'm not just a, a, a mind-controlled slave of an ideology. So... I don't care what your vaccine opinion is. What I care about is how you came to that opinion. You ever think about that? I think about how do I come to the conclusions that I come to sometimes? Why do I think the things that I do sometimes? That's called consciousness. And I know that most of you are conscious and asking those questions. And this is the problem. At least I believe this is a major problem is that as soon as we hear something that isn't part of the narrative, the rhetoric, the political correctness, as soon as somebody says, hey, psychological science in the public interest, this journal published a study years ago saying they could use behavior modifications to get you to take a vaccine. What are you anti-vaccine? You want kids to die immediately? That's the rhetoric that starts. It's like, well, actually, no, um, I think you're anti-science because you're refusing to acknowledge that the scientific process has been applied to convincing you to do something against your will without giving you an educated reason why you're doing it. You're 
and adherent to anti-scientific doctrine because science was used to get you to think that way. Psychology was used to get you to think that way. How many of our thoughts are actually our own thoughts? How much of what we think and what we believe and what we do is influenced through behavior modification techniques? How much of, it, how much of this stuff is influenced through algorithms? What are you going to watch next on Netflix? Well, the algorithm will decide for you. Therefore, whoever controls the flow of information, whoever controls entertainment, media, etc., is going to control how you think by default. You like this? You'll like this. Did you like that movie? Well, then you'll love this movie. Maybe, maybe if it was just an honest algorithm, maybe it would actually help you. Like, hey, if you liked uh, Independence Day, check out these other alien movies. You know, or if you liked... Um, I don't think I'm trying to think of another movie. If you liked uh, uh, A Fistful of Dollars, maybe you'll like these other Clint Eastwood movies. You know, if you like The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, you know, there's a, there's a ton of great Westerns than you'll probably like. But that's, that's just, that would be just, you would assume people would also like those other movies. Or if you, you know, if you like Christian Bale movies or whatever, then you, you know, Samuel L. Jackson movies, then you probably like other movies that those actors are in. But what about when the algorithm is set to give you things that you probably don't actually like, but the algorithm is telling you you do like them? It's one thing for a studio to put trailers. They used to come after the movie. Now they come before. That's what they call trailers. Put trailers before a movie, and it's like, well, the same actor, the same director, same producer, somebody. So it's the same studio, and they're putting these trailers before to show you the other things they're working on, other movies you can go see. That's different than an algorithm saying, well, uh, you liked X, so you'll also like this. And I told you, I, you know, I went to see Top Gun, right? And I, I've been meaning to see it, and I went to see it on Sunday night. I thought it was a really good movie, uh, just on the surface because it wasn't politically correct or politically incorrect. It was just a movie with dialogue and I mean, everything, I mean, the, 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 they, they used real uh, F-18s, real planes. I'm not a big, huge, you know, pro-military, yeah, America kind of a guy. Uh, in terms of the military, I do like America. But it was really cool to, to see that. I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not a big, uh, you know, fan of like rockets and stuff, but I've been to, I used to live next to Kennedy Space Center, so I used to go to Kennedy Space Center a lot, and it was, it was really cool to see the Saturn V rocket and to see the space shuttles and even if the earth is flat, man, it's still really cool to see that humans built that stuff. It's really incredible. I've seen rockets launch, so rockets are real. I've been at rocket launches. I was at the last shuttle launch, too. I've seen the shuttle launch. It's a real thing. It's not a fake thing. Oh, you had to stand away. They keep you away from it so, it's, so, it's, you, know, so you don't see that it's a hologram. No, they keep you away from it because if one bolt is loose, the thing will explode like an atomic bomb. That's why you have to be miles away from it because the ground zero of that explosion with that rocket fuel will destroy everything within a within a, 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 a relatively local distance. That's a we should do a whole show on that. But the whole point is, you know, those things are those things are really cool just to watch. And I grind with I went to film school, so I, I love I love watching, you know, movies and you've seen how the camera works and all, all that stuff. So Top Gun was good. And, and as I was sitting there and it was wrapping up, I was thinking, oh, my God, I, this whole movie is like two hours and 11 minutes. And the most the most intimate thing in the movie was was Tom Cruise's character Maverick. He's you know, he's got he's he's with this woman for like 
maybe they show him they kiss like once and then it cuts to them talking and that's it it was it was classy it wasn't let me give you an example when i and i know american horror story is supposed to be really gross and, and just uncomfortable but i tried to watch american horror story uh the eisenhower season and it's it's two gay jewish guys talking about how they eat each other's butt literally and i I thought, what am I? I heard I was actually in the kitchen getting something. To, this was months ago. I was in the kitchen getting something to drink, and I heard this guy's like, "Hey, when's the last time I ate your butt?" And I'm thinking, is I had to rewind it. I was like, "Is is this still American Horror Story? What am I watching?" And then I I turn on Invasion last night. This Apple show. It is a really good show, but they've got you know the the piece of garbage man who's cheating on his family, so he's garbage, and then. The sad emotional story are these two Japanese women, and one of them, I don't want to spoil it for you, but one of them's an astronaut, and um, they're sad because this woman's going into space, to the space station, and it's all about, like, this gay relationship and how the mom doesn't understand. And I'm thinking, like, this isn't, this is, I, I understand they're building character, and they did it really well. They, did, they still did it very well. It was still kind of tastefully done. There wasn't, like, well, I guess there was. There was, like, a lesbian sex scene later. I, I, why is that in everything, right? So... Maybe you're thinking I'm 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 moving away from the point tonight, but I'm not because when I went to see Top Gun, I didn't see any of that crap, and that movie did so well. I mean, even it, it's almost out of the theater now, and the theater was completely packed. I haven't sat some uh, next to somebody in a theater for years. The whole theater was packed like opening night. That's what people want to see. People don't want to see Buzz Lightyear. Okay, they don't want to see gay kisses in Star Wars and and and, and Buzz Lightyear. You want to see a story. You want to see characters. And if they are gay, that's fine. But actually make it part of the story. And they don't do that. It's American Horror Story, people eating each other's butts. And it's, it's everybody's got to be gay and trans. And here's, here's the issue I have. And this is where the, the, the predictive programming and the behavioral nudges and the algorithm comes in. Purdue University, their sentient world simulation, brings in all this data, all this information, and they can effectively predict your behavior. They can predict your behavior. Not crime, behavior. What you're going to do before you do it. What you're going to think before you think it. Then there's also the future attribute screening technology, FAST. That monitors your heart rate, eye gaze, and body temperature to evaluate, well, threats for law enforcement. Or they use FAST to send you items from Amazon before you order it, based on past purchases, based on what you do when you're in front of your camera, what they overhear, what they see, and then also how you respond when you're online and how they look at your eyes and body temperature while you're using the computer. Now, scientists at the University of Chicago have developed an algorithm that can forecast crime in urban areas weeks in advance. And they also say part of this is to well, make sure we have equality in policing. Well, let me tell you something. If uh, black folks who make up, what do black folks make up? About 14% of the population. Uh, a small percentage of that, 7%, it's like half, uh, are women. And they account for 40% of all abortions. Roughly, it's like 38.9, close to 40% of all abortions in the United States. So if you're pro-abortion, you're really just, you're racist. And the other 7% of 7 to 8% black men, 
uh, they're responsible for about 54% of homicides in this country. That doesn't mean that black people are, are evil. In fact, you know, it's just always the same thing. I went for a walk yesterday and I saw two couples with masks on. It's hot out. It's Tucson. Two couples with masks on and they do the same thing. I'm walking. I got a book I'm reading and they see me and they don't like, you know, get out of the way to make room. They literally go to the other side of the road and then they come back across. Because, you know, I could get them sick still. Today's July 18th, 2022, by the way, for the record, and these people are still doing this. And then this and this other guy comes up. He's walking his his dog and he's like, hey, hey man, how you doing? I said, good. He's like, that's good to hear. And he kept walking. Once again, the four people that walked around me because they thought I was going to get them sick, I had masks on, were very, very white. And the man who walked by was like, man, what's going on? How you doing? I just want to ask how you doing. He lives down the street. He's like down the, uh, the like the other side of this um, townhome complex I'm in. I've seen him once or twice. He always waves, says hi, but he wasn't wearing a mask. And just same thing. These, these, these people that went to this woman's house in Minneapolis, screaming at her to shut up and telling her, we want justice for the man who tried to kill you and your children. And the woman and her children are black and the crowd of people are white. What, what is this? this I, I can tell you from history, I dropped my phone there. I can tell you from history, this is the Confederacy. This, these are the nullifiers that hate the Constitution. These are the people that hate freedom and equality. These are the people that hate the rule of law. They hate natural law. They want to subject you to their opinion and their point of view and their perception of reality. Because they are a group of individuals that have been abducted by the hive mind conscious or artificial conscious construct. How many of these people actually have their own thoughts and their own feelings? This woman is sitting there telling them to leave, 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 leave. The guy tried to kill me and my kids and then white people are screaming, shut up to the black lady. Predictive crime applied to predictive thoughts and predictive actions. Hive mind collective, emotionally driven group. Groups that are, well, they're they're swayed by what they're told to be swayed by. And this is very sophisticated and modern mind control. It's not just predicting crime. It's predicting your thoughts, predicting your actions. And it is a weapon system to convince you to support things and to do things that you otherwise wouldn't support and do. And that is not just behavioral modification. That is your MK Ultra. That is your mind control of the 21st century. There's a lot more after this right here on The Secret Teaching. Stay with us. Listening to the Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. Hey, this is John Peasy at johnpeasy.com, and I'm here with Ryan Gable from The Secret Teachings. It's The Secret Teachings, one of the homes of the original Super Bowl analysis, airing exclusively five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana? 
complete with hundreds of beautiful images. Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir, black goo, transhumanism, and invoking AI. Or if that's not enough and you want a practical look at food, lifestyles, and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, then check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and even order yours today. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in Paranormal Talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now. The Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS App Store. You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence. I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. Join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little bit of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm a last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's The Secret Teachings, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. This is Kev Baker of The Kev Baker Show, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Broadcasting from somewhere between the normal and abnormal. A collection of question marks. No reason, no explanation. Just a prolonged nightmare in which fear, loneliness, and the unexplainable walk hand in hand through the shadows. It's The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio. In the wake of World War II, the U.S. government is engaged in a large number of secret medical experiments, developing techniques for mind control to create a so-called Manchurian candidate. The new goal is to cause an individual to become subservient to an imposed control, to the point where he will perform acts against his will and then have no memory of the act. I was a subject in radiation, as well as mind control and drug experiments performed by a man I knew as Dr. Green. All these experiments were performed on me in conjunction with mind control techniques and drugs. All for the use of chemicals, radiation, drugs, hypnosis, electric shock, isolation in tubs of water, sleep deprivation, brainwashing, verbal, physical, emotional, and sexual abuse. It was a three-part technique which started with an effort to wipe out past patterns of behavior accomplished through the use of particularly intensive, repeated, high-level electroshocks until no more convulsions could be elicited from a patient. Cameron then plays tape-recorded messages through helmets that are locked to his patients' heads. Dr. Green was using me mostly as a mind control subject from 1966 to 1973. His objective was to gain control of my mind and train me to be a spy assassin. The only explanations given to me were that, quote, the unjustified. The world 
watches and listens in horror, the peaceful pro-democracy demonstration in China comes to a violent and bloody end. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Wolves hiding nearby Whispering do or die Around me You say your last goodnight While I get I'm Ryan Gable another very important phase of warfare. This is the secret teachings. It has as its target, not the body, but the mind of the enemy. The target of psychological warfare is against the enemy's mind. It is words and ideas. Ammunition used by Cywar. Everything you touch, everything you interact with is a weapon. And at the same time, is expected and encouraged to study foreign languages and the social sciences such as history, economics, and sociology. He must have a broad and sympathetic understanding of all phases of human experience. Gripping at my skin, the walls of night closing. But the use of this force as an integral part of combat has now taken on new form. Modern forms of mind control and psychological methods of persuasion, behavioral modification, behavioral nudges, future attribute screening technology or FAST used by both police and retailers. Social scientists at the University of Chicago developing an algorithm to predict not just crimes, but to predict behaviors just like Purdue University's sentient world simulation, a database so profound that they can look into your life and predict your thoughts and future actions before you think them or do them. That is the Psy War. That is a psychological method of mind control where the battlefield is in the mind. Now, the reason I bring up something like Amazon is because we need to understand that Amazon uses this type of algorithmic technology. They're one of the most famous and popular to advertise to you. I always tell people that look at fast food restaurants, look at McDonald's, look at KFC, look at Hardee's, look at Arby's, Jack in the Box. They all use a very similar, if not completely identical color scheme. Why is that? Because it's well known that red and yellow encourage hunger. Why do they use these characters like Wendy or Ronald McDonald? Why do they use those characters? And this is pretty 
101, but it's an important thing to understand. Why do they use those characters? Well, to, to, to colloquially present their product to you as it's not a threat. We're happy. Come and get a happy meal. Right? Get your kids a happy meal. It'll make them happy. They get a toy. That's not just mind control. That's just how marketing and advertising work. Now, if you look at a fast food restaurant and see that they're using those techniques, why would an enormous corporation, much larger than a McDonald's, why would an enormous corporation... How about, I don't know, BlackRock, for example. Why would BlackRock, that owns pretty much everything, why, what do you think they would do? What do you think, oh, I don't know, what do you think the Apple Corporation would do, which I believe is owned by BlackRock? What do you think, oh, I don't know, what do you think the, the Pentagon would do? What do you think the military would do? They're using more than just simple red and yellow colors. From journals on psychology, as I read you earlier, about behavioral modification. Journals on psychology are proposing ways and have proposed ways to convince people to take vaccines way before COVID-19 simply based on what they call behavioral nudges or indirect behavior modification. Psychological science in the public interest. That's the journal. Social scientists at the University of Chicago, they published in the journal Nature Human Behavior how they can use algorithms to predict future criminal events. A couple problems here is, one, what exactly is a criminal event? And what exactly can the algorithm be programmed to do beyond predicting crime? What if it's only programmed to predict certain forms of crime? Let me give you an example. In Indiana, over the weekend, there was a shooting at a mall. This is exactly what happened. There's no change to this story. I'm going to tell it to you direct and straight. A psychopath with a rifle walks into a mall, pulls the trigger, and starts killing people. A good Samaritan stands up with a legal firearm and shoots the psychopath with the rifle. Clean, simple language. Very, very easy to understand. Greenwood Police Department Chief Jim Ison said the Good Samaritan was able to, quote, stop the shooter almost as soon as he began. And Newsweek, instead of reporting that, reports that the reason for the man with the rifle is because of a new gun law in Indiana allowing for handguns to be carried in public without a permit. Newsweek says the shooting came after a new law went into effect on July 1st, allowing people aged 18 or older to carry a handgun in public without a permit. Unless you are a felon, convicted, etc. So my question to Newsweek is, how can you blame it on a law that allows a good Samaritan to carry a firearm to defend himself, and in those cases, in, in a lot of these cases like this, defend other people as well, how can you blame that person and the law that allows him to carry that gun for the person with the rifle who opened fire? I mean, the law is, it's a, it's a handgun, not a, a rifle. But they blame, essentially they're blaming the guy that killed the psychopath with the rifle. 
Does that make any sense? No. So how are we supposed to look at the subject of pre-crime then? If pre-crime is basically allow crime to happen to you, then, I mean, there's that, that TV show with, uh, with uh, Shatner. Remember that TV show? It was, like, it, was like, it was in Boston or something. There's that, cl- that famous scene where he's, he's confronted with uh, this guy who's trying to rob him in the parking lot with his, his other uh, attorney friend or something. I didn't watch the show, but I've, I've seen the clip. And he's like, here's how the neighborhood watch works, the criminal says with the gun. He's like, you watch, I commit the crime. And that is, uh, that's precisely how it's supposed to work. You're supposed to watch, they're allowed and supposed to commit the crime. Listen, I went, uh, I got back, I was getting back from Top Gun last night, and I thought, you know, I'm going home, I'm going to watch, uh, maybe watch another movie or something. I almost went to see Elvis, but I, I really can't stand Tom Hanks so much that I'm going to have to get over my disgust for Tom Hanks in order to to see this great acting performance that I've, I've been hearing all about. So I was like, no, I'll save Elvis for another night. So I decided I, I was going to go home, watch another movie, and I decided to stop at a grocery store on the way back and get some frozen fruit to make a smoothie. So I, you know, I pull into the parking lot, and immediately, immediately, there's uh, homeless people that swarm my car. And I'm not joking. I mean, this this grocery store I try not to go to because it is like, is like a homeless camp. It's so bad there that they have, they usually have armed security guards outside. That's how, and it's not every store. It's just like, for some reason, this store in this area. And I knew it was going to be like that. So I'm, I'm already, you know, I've got a firearm and I've got it, uh, you know, on my side. I'm ready, you know, I'm ready to go if something happens. It's not a macho thing. That's just a self-defense thing. So this guy comes over and I'm, I, I saw him coming. So I, I jumped out and he ended up uh, uh, talking to somebody else and he's trying, he's trying to get money out of people. Now, one person, that's okay, right? But when you're talking about there's people in the entrance to the store, I know this sounds like I live in like the worst part of town, but I don't even, I don't even live in that part of town. It's just this one store, and there's a gas station across the street that um, is just as bad. Uh, so they've, there's, like, there's literally homeless people outside, or they, may not, they might not even be homeless. They're, they're doing drugs outside of the grocery store entrance. Uh, there's people in the parking lot. Not like, hey, can I get five cents or, you know, hey, do you have, uh, you know, a bottle of water? Like aggressively trying to get money from you. And I, and I come out of the store and I had actually had to talk to the security guard inside. And he said, well, we did have armed security outside, but um, uh, their company was, uh, they broke the contract and they were hired to go guard a dispensary. And I, and I said, well, what, like this seems pretty bad here. Like why doesn't the grocery store do something about it? He's like, I, they don't really care. It's not their problem if people are getting harassed and assaulted in the parking lot. I was like, okay, that's that's strange. So I I left, and then the guy is one another guy comes over to me, big. Um, I don't know if the guy was homeless, but he comes over to me. He's like, man, man, let me man. He starts you know rambling on, and I'm like, dude, if you come close to me, I'm like, listen, I'm armed, okay. So if you take one more step, I'm giving you a clear warning. One more step, and I'm gonna blow you into the other parking spot get the get the get the f away from me okay and i know people say well that's aggressive and that's angry no i am defending myself from psychopaths who try to uh steal and rob and uh do a lot of other horrible things okay there's a difference between someone who's asking for hey sir i'm, I'm really sorry to bother you do you have a couple of um of, of dollars 
There's a difference between that and, yo, man, yeah, 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 man, let me get a dollar. Can I get a, can I, let me see what's in that wallet, man. Can I hold something for you? There's a difference between those two things. There's like, there's a difference between a riot and a protest. So, pre-crime. You don't need an algorithm to predict pre-crime or to predict crime before it happens. Pre-crime can be created through, the prediction of pre-crime can be uh, created through um, policy. So when you allow drugs and homelessness and, and, and vagrancy and panhandling and harassment and assault, but then if someone like myself were to pull a gun out to defend myself from the psychopathic drug addict, I would probably be arrested and taken to jail. And I'm sure that the mayor of Tucson would direct the prosecutor to prosecute me because I am not fitting in with the narrative of what they're creating here in Tucson, which is homelessness, vagrancy, drugs, crime, and law-abiding citizens have to take, just like police do, they have to take the brunt force of that. And they've been told to not prosecute those, those people. So you can create policies that will largely deteriorate the social structure and then you can well let's predict crime this is going to happen there this is going to happen here you can predict what's going to happen I mean, you don't need pre-crime software to do that i can predict crime i guarantee you the next next uh next uh, time i go to uh the 7-eleven or i get gas or if i ever go back to that grocery store i guarantee you i'm going to be i'm going to be attacked by by i mean it's like the walking dead in fact, I called 911 and I said, listen, I, I'm armed. I don't really want to shoot these people, but can you please get cops out here, arrest these people and throw them in jail? Because I'm not saying everybody out here. I'm just saying most of these people. I, I told the guy, I said, they're, I think they're filming an episode of The Walking Dead. I swear to God, man, there were literally people in that parking lot who were walking with like a club foot and dragging it. I swear to God, I, I, I could have taken a, a, a picture of a few of these people and you would think that it's, it's a shot from The Walking Dead. That's what it looks. I'm not talking about the people that are shopping there. I'm talking about the drug addicts in the parking lot. So, again, that might sound like we're way off topic, but we're not that far off topic because if your if your policy is to allow crime to proliferate and not not arrest and not prosecute, then it becomes really easy to predict where the crime is going to happen. So then, when you introduce the pre-crime software, what happens is you obtain absolute control over the minds and bodies of the people in that community. So you cause the problem and then, well, we can fix the crime. What we need is pre-crime software to install on the police department computers. We need pre-crime technology. We need pre-crime psychology. We need to know where the crimes are going to happen. I can tell you where they're happening. They're happening in the back alleys where people are doing crack. I saw a second guy this week with a crack pipe on the side of the road. That's probably from the White House. That's what you get in these Democrat plantations. So when you look at these things that are happening, you create the problem, and then what's the solution? <gasps> they have pre-crime. We can prevent these crimes from happening. Prevent them from happening. When they do happen, you don't do anything about them. Why would you want to prevent them from happening? Why would you want to do any? You don't, you don't do anything anyway. So what, what, what is the point of the pre-crime? So that you can say, Ryan Gable or whoever is listening right now, wherever and you know wherever you are, 
you know, Bob or Cindy or Megan or Jim or whoever. You're a law-abiding citizen, right? But the pre-crime software has determined that because of a road rate in- incident, uh, you were going to uh, pull this guy out of his car and kill him. So you get to go to jail now, Bob. You get to go to jail now, Jim. It's a prediction that, uh, you know, somebody was going to steal something. So, well, you get arrested now. So basically, you allow lawlessness and you make it illegal to be a law-abiding citizen. And then you introduce pre-crime technology and psychology into the community and rather than using your eyes to find where the crime is happening because it's it's obvious you use the pre-crime to go after your political opponents and after people who are a threat to you and that pre-crime technology software and psychology is a computer and it's science So if they accuse me of doing something I haven't done yet because it'll happen in the future, how am I supposed to combat that? And how does that work in court? Uh, Your Honor, uh, Ryan was going to rob a bank. Well, was was he planning it? No, but according to the algorithm... How about the context? Ryan was going to shoot somebody. What's the context of that? Yeah, I almost had to shoot a homeless man who was covered in sores and open wounds. I could see the guy's bone in his leg because he was dragging his body over to me, telling me he has two broken legs and he needs money. Some guy actually did that. He was he st- he drags himself over. He's like, man, you. He's like, yeah, man, let me get a dollar. He's a white guy. Let me get a dollar, man. Holla, 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 holla. Let me get a dollar. And so I said, listen, I'm armed. Do not take another step toward me. And he starts, and I, and I was like, well, what is your problem anyway? He's like, man, I got two broken legs. I got two broken legs. I said, you got two broken legs. You just walked over to me. What are you talking about? You got two broken legs. I said, do you mean you broke your legs? No, I got two broken legs right now. I was like, well, you're walking. I mean, you're dragging yourself, but you're walking pretty good on both of those legs. One of them has to be healed. Just, I mean, the guy was just covered in sores and open wounds. Absolutely the meth. So Ryan was going to have to shoot somebody if uh, they they took another step and, and tried to assault me. Right? I don't ever speak about myself in the third person, but I'm just using me as an example. So if it was like, well, Ryan was going to shoot that homeless person... Uh, well, why was I going to shoot them? Because they were trying to steal something from me. They were tr- they tried to stab me. I don't need pre-crime to tell me that. The next time a homeless person comes over and tries to grab my bag, I'm putting a bullet in them. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. I'm sick of it. You don't need predictive programming to predict that. But what the predictive programming software and algorithms are going to be used for is to put people like me and to people like you in jail. Because it's going to be used for political purposes. All the algorithms just determined every single conservative in the area, we're going to commit crimes. They're all arrested. This is the IRS targeting churches and conservatives of Obama on ultra-mega hypersteroids. Oh, we uh, we predicted that uh, former President Trump was going to do this or this or this, so um, he was going to grab the will of the of the beast again. So we... We decided he needs to be put in jail. This is just using the excuse of technology, using the excuse of computers, the assumption of their intelligence to round up political dissonance and opponents. Same thing for Democrats, too. What if you're an actual Democrat, an actual Democrat, uh, a real one, 
and you're like, mm, I still like America and I really don't agree with this woke stuff. Oh, suddenly you are going to steal a car. Now you go to jail too. Bye bye. That's how it works. That is how predictive crime works. And you can't argue with the computer because the computer is right always. So whether it's the sentient world simulation or it's the fast programs or it's the University of Chicago's predictive crime, it allows for the isolation of the individual and to put this basically, it's, it's like technological, it's like setting somebody up with technology. You're not going to, you know, sprinkle some, sprinkle some drugs on them, you know, put some, you know, a little pack of something in their pocket, you know, plant drugs. You're going to plant future crimes on that individual. The algorithm said we were going to do it, so we, they, they, they got to go to jail. This is, you know, beyond dangerous. And here's the thing. Uh, I mentioned it twice earlier. I said I went to see Top Gun, and I, I, I like, I'm not a big Tom Cruise fan, but I like the movie because it wasn't shoving politically correct or politically incorrect or any kind of garbage down my throat. It was, it was, it was a story. You've seen the original Top Gun. It's, you know, it's, it, I mean, it's, it's an homage to the original and to the fans, and it's, it's a good movie. So, I mean, there were even kids in the movie. Parents took their kids to see it, I, which is funny because, you know, it was playing next door, Buzz Lightyear. You know where the kids were? They were seeing Top Gun. There were, there were, there were like five kids in that movie theater. Maybe their parents just drug them to see it. Maybe they took them to, to Lightyear. But I saw this little girl five, six years old afterwards. I, went out, I, went, I was debating, you know, outside whether I was going to go see Elvis and this little girl walks out with her parents. She's like, that movie was so cool. It was just, that was so cool. She was like genuinely excited. I'm thinking, so this girl just went to see Top Gun. <laughs> she, and she's, she, she loved Top Gun, this little girl. And there were other kids in the theater. And you know what was playing next door? Lightyear. And you know where people were going? They weren't going to see Lightyear. They were going to see Top Gun. Packed theater. And the movie's already been out for a while. People don't want to see the politically correct garbage. That's why Netflix lost all those subscribers. So here's my, my position. I was going to do an entire show on this. I thought I would just reserve it quickly for the end instead. The percentage of U.S. adults who self-identify as lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, etc. has increased to a high of 7.1% of the entire population, which is double the percentage from 2012, according to Gallup. From 2020, it was 5.6%. So you're telling me that there's a 1.5% rise in the general population, the general public, of people that identify as gay, lesbian, bisexual, and transgender. That's an enormous, that's 1.5% of the entire population of the United States. That's an enormous percentage. But here's the thing. The LGBTQ plus identification is stable in the older generations. And there are more people that have identified this way but uh, in, in the older populations. But it's consistent with the population you know, growth and having an older population, more people and people that are, of course, yeah, they're, you know, they're conditioned to a certain view on reality, whatever. But not in the youth. 
the percentage of Gen Z who are LGBT, uh, LGBTQ has doubled since 2017. Doubled. By that rate, in 2027, it'll, it'll double again. Uh, we're talking large percentages. It's uh, Gen X, baby boomers, all these people. It's a very small percentage, but when you get into or excuse me, when you have baby boomers, it's a very small percentage. You get to Gen X, you get to millennials. It jumps up to 10, 11%, something around there. Why? Now, I know this is a controversial statement, but hear me out. You know, when people say homosexuality or gayness can be like uh, contagious, like, oh, don't, don't touch me if you're gay. You could get, you know, get your AIDS on me or something, you know, <laughs> something stupid and ignorant like that. There's actually a, a woman that goes into the place where my fiance works and she's a hyper Christian and she won't buy produce there anymore because one of the managers is gay and she thinks the gayness is going to get on the vegetables, I guess. Um, I think that's preposterous, but that's also kind of, it's kind of funny. If you're gay, you have to laugh at that. That's kind of funny. But here's my issue. Here's my issue. Um, homosexuality is contagious. Now, before you burn your secret teachings t-shirts and you burn you know copies of my book, hear me out. Homosexuality is contagious, and so is LGBTQ+, and so is everything else that we believe and we do, everything else we believe and we think. It's all contagious. Your perception of abortion is contagious. Your perception of guns is contagious. Why? Because statistically, with a massive rise in LGBTQ individuals, and not as much of a rise in the elderly population, not as much of a rise in the older population, not as much of a, as of a rise in the later adult population, not as much of a rise in certain conservative areas of the country. That means more liberal left-leaning areas are fostering an environment where this kind of ideology is not only accepted, but it is the only thing that's accepted. And children are conditioned to, to view themselves in these ways as a trendy thing. That is a social Contagion. That is a psychological contagion. So yeah, homosexuality is contagious, but so is, well, everything else. And it's all in the mind. Everything is contagious if we allow it to be contagious. Got a woman in Minneapolis, black woman with a couple kids, shot at by a psychopath, police kill the psychopath, white mobs arrive to demand justice for the psychopath. We got a man with a rifle in a mall who kills people in Indiana. Good Samaritan stands up with a handgun, shoots him. Newsweek blames the handgun law that allowed the citizen to carry the gun legally to kill the psychopath with the rifle. So pre-crime becomes even more scary when you realize, well, who's going to be the who's going to be the victim of pre-crime when you've got algorithms determining who is guilty or not based on your political views if you program it that way or Maybe it's the person who stopped the mass shooting who's the who's not the hero. They're, they're actually the perpetrator. This is really dangerous. Really, really dangerous. Tomorrow night, my good friend and co-host Mike D joins us again. We're going to discuss, I don't have a name for the show yet, but we're going to discuss the nuclear PSA in New York and California and how that relates to a lawsuit against the Skittles company, the Mars Corporation. I think Mars owns Skittles. Uh, two strange things. We're going to morph them and mix and mash them together with our good friend Mike D. 
tomorrow night. I also got to work on another montage for that show. This is The Secret Teachings. Please stay tuned to Ground Zero Radio. Stay tuned to The Secret Teachings. Check us out at thesecretteachings.info. rdgable at yahoo.com is the email. Please subscribe. Please buy a book. If you do, you keep us on air Monday through Friday, 10 p.m. to midnight Pacific, right after Ground Zero and Clyde Lewis. Thank you so much for listening. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you on the next broadcast. Take care.